Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to our Dead Sea Scrolls series. Uh, I know, it's been a couple weeks, hasn't it? Sorry about that. I'm trying to give you guys a two for this week or next week. You'll have a double upload for the Dead Sea Scrolls series for something that's very, very, very important to the Qumran community. So, trust me, it's going to be worth it. But that said, we are still in the wisdom literature of the Qumran community, if you can call it that. 90% of it thus far of everything we've been reading has been how-to guides on to live as a puffed-up, Gnostic, mystical-type person that doesn't really follow God in the slightest. It's not really wisdom in the biblical sense. It's wisdom in terms of how to be a better ascetic, I guess. With that said... We are going to try to finish off the wisdom literature so we can actually dive into how they, my goodness, interpreted the Bible and the things they did to mutilate the Bible. Because of course, because this is Qumran, this is just what they do. So let's go ahead and jump right in with a sapiential work, three ways of righteousness. It's very brief. To practice righteousness in the ways of God, dot, dot, dot. He shall not reply before he has heard, nor shall he speak before he has gained understanding. He shall patiently respond, and dot 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 shall issue a word. He shall seek truth and judgment, and by searching righteousness he shall find its outcome. A humble and modest man shall not turn back until dot dot dot. A faithful man shall not depart from the ways of righteousness, and he shall set his heart on dot dot dot, and the bones of his hands on dot dot dot. He shall be redeemed through righteousness, through understanding, dot, 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 his fields, his territory, dot, 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 to practice righteousness, dot, dot, dot. He shall bring all his wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and good things into the community of God, dot, 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 to regulate all placement of one before another, dot, dot, dot. The first lot will fall, and thus they shall set out, dot, dot, dot. Okay. So at first blush, a sapiential work, three, Ways of Righteousness, appears to be some sort of actual wisdom literature. After all, it starts off with, shut up and don't speak until you understand what you're talking about. You know, it says he shall not reply before he has heard, nor shall he speak before he has gained understanding. And it says here, he shall seek truth and judgment, and by searching righteousness he shall find its outcome. So here... It honestly sounds like biblical wisdom, telling people to be patient, to seek out righteousness, to seek out right judgment. And that is, of course, God's law, his Ten Commandments, Torah, as uh, Solomon's going to put it in Proverbs. That is the bulk of wisdom, seeking things out ethically. But then, because of course, Qumran just can't help themselves, they say, he shall be redeemed through righteousness. Really? Redeemed through righteousness, whose righteousness? And for that matter, given that Qumran has said you're redeemed and saved through your knowledge, you're saved through being part of the elect, through holding on to your election in an incredibly tight way with your free will that you don't have, and now it's saying it's through righteousness. But whose righteousness? Am I being told here by Qumran that I must be a very, very good boy or else I go to hell? Or am I being told by Qumran that it is God's righteousness? Well, you be the judge. These people are Frank Pelagians 
who will tell you that you must be a very, very good boy. Everything we've been reading up until that point says that. So this is common for Qumran's wisdom literature here. They'll say it's wisdom. They'll act like it's biblical wisdom that they're spitting forth here, but it's always got this agenda. It's always got this idea behind it, something Gnostic, something Pelagian, sneaking in theology and praxis here that, well, goes against the very concept of wisdom that you find in the Bible. Let's look at more of this, uh, another sapiential work, quote, instruction-like composition. That's how it's titled. Uh, the fragment there is 4Q424. Fragment 1. And he will choose to build it, and will spread plaster on its wall. He too, dot, 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 will become loose because of the rain. Do not learn a precept in the company of hypocrites, nor come to the furnace with a totterer, for he will melt away like lead and will not stand up to the fire. And do not entrust a sleepy man with something delicate, for he will not treat your work gently. Do not send dot 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 learning, for he will not smooth down your paths. Do not send dot 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 a grumbler to procure money for your need, nor put your trust in a man with twisted lips, for he will surely twist your judgment by his lips. His desire will not follow the truth by the fruit of his lips. Do not put a stingy man in charge of money, dot, dot, dot. Meet out your food according to your desire, dot, dot, dot. Those who bring abundance, dot, dot, dot. Again, sorry guys, this is fragmentary, so the dot, dot, dots here, as always, are going to be all over the text. But at the time of gathering, he will be found ungodly, the short-tempered the simple, for he will surely swallow them up. Fragment 3. And he will not do his deed by weighing it. A man who judges before inquiry, and one who believes before dot dot dot, do not put him in charge of those who pursue knowledge, for he will not understand their manner. So as to justify the just and declare the wicked wicked, he too will be for contempt. Do not send a blind man to bring a vision to the upright. Likewise, do not send a man who is hard of hearing to inquire into judgment, for he will not smooth out a quarrel between people, like one who scatters into the wind, dot, 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 who does not test. So is he who speaks to an ear which does not listen, and talks to a man deep asleep through a spirit. Do not send a fat-hearted or dense man to acquire thoughts. For the wisdom of his heart is hidden, and he will not be in charge of his heart, and will not find wisdom for his hands. An intelligent man gains understanding, a knowing man will bring forth wisdom, an upright man delights in justice, a man of truth rejoices in dot dot dot. A mighty man is zealous for dot dot dot. He is an adversary to all changers of boundaries dot dot dot. Righteousness for the poor of dot dot dot. He disputes with all who move the boundaries. A merciful man gives alms to the poor. He is concerned for all those without property. The sons of righteousness. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so it sounds almost again like we're doing a heckin' wisdom here. But look at this language here from this, uh, it says instruction-like composition, but I have my own take on what this is. It says here, do not learn a precept from the company of hypocrites, nor come to the furnace with a totterer. Okay, so don't have bad company, don't learn from people that you know are bad people. Okay, okay. But then, this text says, do not entrust a sleepy man 
with something delicate. Do not send a grumbler to procure money for your need. Hmm. Do not put a stingy man in charge of money. Okay. Do not put the man who judges before inquiry. Do not put him in charge of those who pursue knowledge. Do not send a blind man to bring a vision to the upright. It seems to me that with all these instructions here, it's not so much about wisdom for your life. Living the good life, doing things right. This is almost like a management course. <laughs> Do not send a blind man to bring a vision to the upright. Do not send a man who is hard of hearing to inquire into judgment, for he will not smooth out a quarrel between people. This really is management practice for people. This is good practices for how to put somebody in charge delegating authority. It might be wisdom in terms of secular wisdom, in terms of how to. How do you run a company? How do you run a small government? How do you run the post office? Oh, well, you got to make sure the right guy is there. Somebody that knows his stuff and can manage people and listens properly to your instructions, blah, 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 blah. But again, this is not biblical wisdom here. This is cleverness in running an organization. See, the Bible has a very distinct understanding of wisdom. Chokmah or wisdom in Hebrew, is very, very, very tied into keeping the law or doing the right thing. And everything that you hear from Solomon about that in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, all the character traits and the good practices are oriented towards doing the right thing and seeing the good fruits of that. Whereas the foolish man in Proverbs is contrasted as somebody who doesn't care about God's righteousness or actively sins against it. That's biblical wisdom. Here is doing the right thing and here's how to do that. And here are the skills and the ideas that you want to follow in order to do that, to reap its benefits. Qumran has made this mistake, and like a lot of people do, where it's about your prosperity and running things. It's about living the good life by being very clever. That's more about being sharp than it is being wise. But we do have a next fragment here that I will give it to them does seem a little bit more promising. The two ways, very, very short. And he is placed before you two ways, one which is good and one which is evil. If you choose the good way, he will bless you. But if you walk in the evil way, he will curse you. Dot, dot, dot. And in your tents, and he will destroy you with. Dot, dot, dot. And mildew, snow, ice, and hail. Dot, dot, dot. With all. Chances are this doesn't actually belong in the wisdom literature corpus of the Dead Sea Scrolls. This is actually more akin to when Moses says in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. 
I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. The two ways thing we just read here would correctly belong to the category of wisdom, but only because it's commenting on, or potentially bringing up to mind, the life and death, light and darkness contrast. Everything that Moses just set up in Deuteronomy 30, as we read. Again, outside of this one little fragment here, I'm not really seeing much wisdom in this section. Anyway, let's get to the next one here. Bless, comma, my soul. Now this one's going to be a little bit longer here, and it's, it's interesting. Bless my soul, the Lord, for all his marvels forever, and may his name be blessed, for he has delivered the soul of the poor, and has not despised the humble, and has not forgotten the misery of the deprived. He has opened his eyes towards the distressed, and has heard the cry of the fatherless, and has turned his ears towards their crying. He has been gracious to the humble by his great kindness, and has opened their eyes to see his ways, and their ears to hear his teaching. He has circumcised the foreskin of their heart, and has delivered them because of his kindness, and has directed their feet towards the way. He has not forsaken them amid the multitude of their misery. Neither has he handed them over to the violent, nor has he judged them together with the wicked. He has not directed his anger against them, neither did he annihilate them in his wrath. While all his furious wrath was not growing weary, he has not judged them in the fire of his ardor, but he has judged them in the greatness of his mercy. The judgments of his eyes were to try them, and he has brought his many mercies among the nations, and from the hand of men he has delivered them. He has not judged them amid the mass of nations, and in the midst of peoples he has not judged them but he hid them in his dot, dot, dot. He has turned darkness into light before them and crooked places into level ground. He has revealed to them abundance of peace and truth. He has made their spirit by measure and has established their words by weight and has caused them to sing like flutes. He has given them a perfect heart and they have walked in the way of his heart. He has also caused them to draw near to the way of his heart for they have pledged their spirit. He sent and covered them and commanded that no plague should affect them. His angel fixed his camp around them. He guarded them lest the enemy destroy them. Now, that's the first fragment here. I want you to see something. Because obviously this is an opener here, an opener for a document. This is something that you find every now and then in ancient Near Eastern literature where it starts with an overture, a doxology. Even St. Paul does this occasionally in some of his letters where he says, all right, um, greetings everybody, grace, peace, and mercy to you um, from God our Father who gave us salvation through his only begotten son Jesus Christ who is the true son of David and Messiah and our Lord who saved us by his blood through his death and his resurrection. You know, St. Paul will do this kind of a doxology thing, and this is a longer one. But I want you to see something. He has been gracious to the humble by his great kindness, it says, and has opened their eyes to see his ways. Okay, okay. He has not forsaken them amid the multitude of their misery. 
Neither has he handed them over to the violent. Okay, okay. So deliverance, mercy, graciousness from God, according to this, uh, this scroll here. But then when we go to the end of the fragment, what does it say? He has made their spirit by measure and has established their words by weight and has caused them to sing like flutes. He has given them a perfect heart and they have walked in the way of his heart. I got a question for you. Is a God merciful or gracious to someone if they were from the beginning preordained to be perfect, preordained to be chosen in this fashion? Is that mercy? Because mercy is when you do not receive the punishment that you deserve, right? You deserve bad, but you're not getting it, at least not in full. And this document is saying, as we've seen many other times throughout this series, that, well, God foreordained that these people would be perfect, enlightened, chosen, having a spirit placed in their soul, in their body, that directs them to all of this stuff. Does such a person experience mercy? And for that matter, do they experience grace? Grace is giving you the good things that you don't deserve. You know, grace and mercy go together as two sides of the same loving coin. Mercy is not giving you the punishment you deserve. Grace is giving you the good things and blessings that you don't deserve. If somebody has a script for their entire life written out for them, and they have zero choice but to live according to this script and to be the thing they were always destined to be, how can they deserve punishment? And for that matter, how can they merit good? How, how can it be mercy or grace if there is no deserving of anything? Because they're basically a puppet. <laughs> if I put a puppet on a shelf and I clean it, have I been gracious to that puppet? No, because it doesn't deserve or not deserve anything. It's basically an inanimate object. With this, then, we have to keep in mind that this is maybe a little bit of their theology coming through, but getting into some more advanced topics here. You have to redefine grace itself if you are just a product of divine decree and destiny of everything is so predetermined that all of your works, remember Qumran says all of your works are foreordained by God, whether good or bad, then you, you have to redefine grace as God choosing that product of his decree that he prefers. He likes one thing better than another and there is no merit nor love involved in that. It is just choosing something you like better. That's grace, according to Qumran. We have to keep this in mind. When it sounds like they are contradicting themselves in the very same paragraph or the very same stanza, it sounds like they're calling God merciful and gracious and delivering people, but then it has no actual mercy or grace there. It is just a capricious divine being choosing people that he created and had everything planned out because he preferred them over the other individuals that he created 
that sounds to us like it's a contradiction in terms, but they have and probably subconsciously redefined the very ideas of grace and mercy. Let's see if we can see a little bit more of this in the next fragment. In their misery and afflictions, and he delivered them from all affliction, dot, dot, dot. And thou hast done for them against the sons of man, and thou hast delivered them for thy sake, dot, dot, dot. And they expiated for their iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers, and they atoned in water. Ooh, seems like they're getting into a little bit of baptismal theology here. Dot, dot, dot. By thy judgments and to the way which thou didst teach again, dot, dot, dot. And that's the end of the fragment here. We don't really see too much of there. Now, it is true that they believed in a kind of perfection for the people that were elect, but they had to grapple with the fact that people still sinned, even in the midst of them being elect, even if you're chosen. So what they have to balance out here is, you're supposed to be perfect, you're supposed to have this spirit put in you, and you don't have the free will to do otherwise. So it must be something else that happens when you're sinning, or maybe we could just sweep that under the rug, and let's wash it off. <laughs> that's, that's my take on it. I'm going to say they're thinking about washing it off, because as we might remember, they don't really have a sacrificial system. They're ignoring all the Levitical laws about sacrifice and doing it at the altar, so they are probably introducing some sort of ceremonial washing to get that ick off and then pretend it never happened. But I digress. Next fragment. Dot, dot, dot. To comfort the poor woman for her mourning. Dot, dot, dot. The nations to destruction and he will raise the peoples. And the wicked. Dot, dot, dot. Renew the works of the heaven and of the earth. And they will exult and the whole earth will be filled with his glory. He will atone for their guilt and great goodness will comfort them. Dot, 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 eating its fruit in goodness. Like a man comforted by his mother, so will he comfort them in Jerusalem. Like a bridegroom with the bride, so will he dwell with her forever. For his throne is forever and ever, and his glory, dot, 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 and all the nations, dot, dot, dot. The army of heaven will be in it and their delightful land, dot, dot, dot. I will bless the, dot, 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 blessed be the name of the Most High. So again, as they're wrestling maybe internally with the idea of uh, hard, super hard deterministic ideas of election contrasted with the fact that people sin, that necessitates atonement for them. Now this is again, not actually grace as we think about it as Christians today. This is God saying, I predetermined all of these things but I must now clean up the objects that I decided would be made dirty. He preordained that they would sin. Qumran believes God is the author of evil. So God, if he is going to cause them to do evil, well then also if he is going to keep them in his high courts and keep them for paradise, must also then remove the stain that he decided was going to be put there in order to keep them. It's not atonement as we think of it either. They are also redefining atonement. Because atonement is paying a price. The price is death. That's it. Somebody has to die for sin. <laughs> there is no way for that to be anything else. But for Qumran, because they don't really have a soteriology that permits atonement, they are redefining it as God removing the stain that he decided to put there in order to possess you without blemish. 
Now, next fragment here. Their portions from there, from the desert, to the gate of hope. And he made a covenant with them for peace with the birds of heaven and the beasts of the field. He made manure of their enemies. He ground Edom and Moab into dust. Don't know what really that's getting at, so we're just going to go ahead and move to the next fragment. And it reads, um, well, in the middle of a sentence. Let's just go ahead and read it. Understanding to strengthen the contrite heart and the spirit which is in it forever, to comfort the weak in the time of their distress, in the hands of the fallen so that they may rise, to make instruments of knowledge, to give knowledge to the wise and the upright, to increase understanding, so that they may understand thy deeds which thou hast done in the years of old, in the years of all generations, eternal understanding which dot 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 before me, and thou keepest thy law before me, and thou hast entrusted thy covenant to me. And thou dost strengthen the heart, dot, 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 to walk in thy ways. Thou hast visited my heart, and thou hast sharpened my kidneys, or affections, that they may not forget thy precepts, dot, dot, dot. Thou hast, dot, 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 thy law. Thou hast opened my kidneys, and hast strengthened me to pursue thy ways, dot, dot, dot. Thou hast made my mouth into a sharp sword, and opened my tongue for words of holiness, and thou hast set discipline on them, that they may not meditate on man's actions, on the whisper of his lips. Thou hast strengthened my feet, dot, 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 and with thy hand thou hast strengthened my right hand, and thou hast set me on the straight path, dot, dot, dot. Thou hast chased away from me, and thou hast placed a pure heart in its stead. Thou hast chased away the evil inclination from my dot, 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 and thou hast placed the spirit of holiness into my heart, and hast taken away from me the eyes of fornication. And thou hast looked, dot, 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 thy ways. Thou hast removed from me the stiff neck, and replaced it with humility. Thou hast taken away from me the rage of anger, and hast placed in me the spirit of patience. A haughty heart and lofty eyes thou hast, dot, 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 from me, dot, 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 to me. Thou hast blotted out the spirit of lies, dot, 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 hast given me. All right. So here is an individual saying he is going to start instructing people because he has been chosen for this covenant, because he is part of the people of God now. He's been brought into, well, a kind of conversion. Now, this is interesting. This is the first time we've seen them talk about conversion from a first-person perspective, saying, I had the spirit of wickedness, and instead... Now you've put the spirit of righteousness into me. Aren't I special? Everybody else, when they're conceived or when you create them, oh, you, oh God, you put that spirit in them, whether good or evil. But for me, it changed. A one-sided conversion that I did not have a point to, a place in. I didn't have any role that I played in this conversion, but here I am. So I am going to teach people. Interesting take here. But let's look at the next fragment here. From the congregation of the seekers after, dot, 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 they have concealed a net to catch me, and they pursued my soul, dot, dot, dot. Their sword penetrated their hearts, and their bows were broken. For all this, I will bless thy name during my life, for thou hast delivered me from the trap of the nations, dot, 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 peoples. Thy mercies are a shield around me, and thou hast guarded my soul among the nations, dot, 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 Thou hast not made my friends ashamed of me. I have not forgotten thy precepts. In the affliction of my soul thou hast not forsaken me, and thou hast not hidden thy face from my supplications. Thou hast seen all my moanings and my iniquities, dot, dot, dot. When my spirit was fainting, thou hast listened to my voice. 
Thou hast hidden me in thy quiver, and dot, dot, dot me. Thou hast made of me a pointed arrow. Thou hast concealed me in the hiding place of thy palm. Dot, 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 and from the mud thou hast delivered me, lest I sink in it. And from the stream of the Gentiles, lest it sweep me away, and from dot, 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 and I sank in its depth. And from hell thou hast brought up my soul, thou hast placed life before me, and thou hast seated the congregation of the men of marvels before me. And among the children of righteousness thou hast comforted me, and according to the line of judgment thou hast cheered up my soul, and according to the weight of justice thou hast vivified my spirit. I bless the Lord with all my power, and I praise his goodness with the joy of my heart. I have remembered thee, O Lord, and my heart is firm before thee. I have hoped in thy salvation, O Lord, dot, 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 I have remembered. And my heart has rejoiced, and my horn will rise towards thee. My soul thirsts, my soul cleaves to thee, on thy deeds will I meditate. I have remembered thee on my couch during the watches of the night. And it's cut off from there, so we don't really get to see the instruction of the masses that this writer had intended. But he goes more into this idea that God is this actor in his life that well, kind of forces him to do all this good stuff. And he's celebrating that. He's saying, listen, you cleaned me up. You got me out of that mire that I was in. We've heard many people in their personal testimony say, I was living like hell. And then God converted me. He brought me to the light and I saw the light. And now I have repented of my sins. That's good. But... We have to keep in mind that this is part of a corpus of literature that denies that same story, that same conversion experience, to literally everybody else. This is an individual who is very special, you see. And I wish we could have seen the rest of this document here to see what he's really getting at. The nations, quote-unquote, the Gentiles, they're the sons of Belial. They don't get second chances. They don't get conversions. And that's a, maybe it's seen as a possibility for people with the same heritage as the Qumran community, uh, same ethnic group or same chosen people kind of an idea, that if they were elect from the beginning, sure, they're fine. They're just going to be made perfect. But then there's maybe this third group that they're bringing up that has a chance for repentance and conversion according to God's solemn decree. Still, God is running the show entirely, and there's no free will involved, there's no listening. Mankind is a block, and that's it. But I wonder about that. I wish they could have gotten more in-depth in there, and maybe that would clarify some things. But we shouldn't expect clarity from these people, so oh well. The next uh, very fragmentary small document here is called A Leader's Lament, which just reads very quickly here. To assemble the righteous of my people and to establish the way of life, dot, dot, dot. To bring into the covenant the men of my company, dot, 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 my inheritance. Therefore my eyes are a spring of water, dot, dot, dot. Discipline in those who will stand up after them, who, dot, dot, dot. And behold, my whole city has changed into thorns, dot, dot, dot. Behold, all my judges have become foolish, dot, dot, dot. My righteous ones simple-minded, who, dot, 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 traitors, dot, dot, dot. It just sounds like somebody is upset at the direction that their community is taking, and that's about it. So we don't really have much there. The next one, also very fragmentary, is Fight Against Evil Spirits. And it reads, As for me, on account of my fear of God, he has opened my mouth, 
and through his Holy Spirit, dot, 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 truth for all these. They have become spirits of dispute in my body, precepts of, dot, 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 from the frame of the flesh. And God has placed in my heart the spirit of knowledge and understanding, truth and righteousness, dot, 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 and fortify yourself by the precepts of God, and to fight against the spirit of wickedness and not, dot, 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 his judgments, cursed be, dot, dot, dot. Not much that we can get there, <laughs> other than this is a guy, unlike the conversion story that we saw with Bless My Soul with that document, we have this guy saying, well, God already saw that I feared him and that I was already one of these elect, so by his Holy Spirit I was given these other spirits, the spirit of knowledge and understanding, truth and righteousness, and let me tell you to fight against the spirit of wickedness. That's it. That's kind of the whole thing. Oh well. And now we get to move on to Songs of the Sage. Maybe this one will be a bit spicier. Praises, benedictions for the King of Glory, words of thanksgiving and psalms of dot 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 to the God of knowledge, the splendor of power, the God of gods, Lord of all the holy. His dominion is over all the powerful mighty ones, and by the power of his might all shall be terrified, and shall scatter, and be put to flight by the splendor of the dwelling of his kingly glory. And I... The Master proclaimed the majesty of his beauty to frighten and terrify all the spirits of the destroying angels and the spirits of the bastards, the demons, Lilith, the howlers, and the yelpers, dot, dot, dot. They who strike suddenly to lead astray the spirit of understanding and to appall their heart and their dot, dot, dot. In the age of the domination of wickedness and the appointed times for the humiliation of the sons of light, in the guilt of the ages of those smitten by iniquity, not for eternal destruction but for the humiliation of sin. Exalt, O just, the God of marvels. My psalms are for the upright, dot, dot, dot. May all whose way is perfect exalt him. Next fragment. On the earth and in all the spirits of his dominion always, let the seas bless him in their turn and all the creatures living in them. May they proclaim the dot 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 of beauty, all of them. Let them rejoice before the God of justice with shouts of salvation, for there shall be no destroyer in their territories and no spirit of wickedness shall walk in there. For the glory of the God of knowledge has shone forth in his words and none of the sons of iniquity shall endure. Next fragment. For the Master, first song, praise the name of his holiness, all who know justice exalt him. He put an end to the chief of the dominations without dot dot dot, eternal joy and everlasting life, to cause light to shine. His lot is the best of Jacob in the inheritance of God, dot dot dot, of Israel, dot dot dot. They who guard the way of God and the path of his holiness for the saints of his people. By the discerning knowledge of God, he placed Israel in twelve camps, dot, dot, dot. The lot of God with the angels of the luminaries of his glory. In his name, the praises, dot, 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 he has established for the feast of the year and for a common government that they may walk in the lot of God according to his glory and serve him in the lot of the people of his throne. For the God of, dot, 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 fragment, 8. For the Master, second song, to frighten those who terrify him. Fragment 18. Remember, they're skipping these fragments here because there's, well, a lot of illegible fragments. I have hated all the works of impurity, for God has caused the knowledge of understanding to shine in my heart. Just chastisers deal with my perversity, and faithful judges with all my sinful guilt. For God is my judge, and by the hand of a stranger he shall not dot dot dot. 
Next fragments. They shall rejoice in God with jubilation. And I will thank thee for, because of thy glory, thou hast set knowledge on my foundations of dust to praise thee, dot, dot, dot. Out of a shape of clay was I molded, and from darkness was I kneaded, dot, 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 and iniquity is in the limbs of my flesh, dot, dot, dot. Next fragment. Thou hast sealed the earth, and they are deep. The heavens and the heavens of the heavens, and the abysses and the dark places of the earth, dot, dot, dot. Thou, O oh my God, hast sealed them all, and there is none to open them. Does one measure by the hollow of a human hand the waters of the great ocean? Are the heavens estimated by the span of fingers? In one-third of a measure can any contain the dust of the earth and weigh the mountains in a balance or the hills in scales? Man did not make these. How can he measure the Spirit of God? Next fragment. Fragment 35. God in all flesh and an avenging judgment to destroy wickedness and for the raging anger of God towards those seven times refined. God shall sanctify some of the holy as an everlasting sanctuary for himself, and purity shall endure among the cleansed. They shall be priests, his righteous people, his hosts, servants, the angels of his glory. They shall praise him with marvelous prodigies. I, I spread the fear of God in the ages of my generations to exalt the name, dot, 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 to terrify by his might all the spirits of the bastards, subduing them by his fear, dot, dot, dot. Next fragment. I will bless thy name, and in my appointed periods I will recount thy marvels, and I will engrave them as precepts of thy glory's praises. At the beginning of every thought of a knowing heart, and with the offering of that which flows from the righteous lips when ready for all true worship, and with all, dot, dot, dot. Last fragment. As for me, my tongue shall extol thy righteousness, for thou hast released it. Thou hast placed on my lips a fount of praise, and in my heart the secret of the commencement of all human actions, and the completion of the deeds of the perfect way, and the judgments regarding all the service done by them, justifying the just by thy truth, and condemning the wicked for their guilt, to announce peace to all the men of the covenant, and to utter a dreadful cry of woe for all those who breach it. May they bless all thy works always, and blessed be thy name for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. And that's not me ending the episode. I know I always end it with amen and amen, but that's how he ends it. Again, this is not wisdom literature. This is an individual establishing his qualifications. Now, maybe there is a little bit of wisdom in that, according to the way Qumran talks about wisdom. We see here when he starts it off, I, the Master, capital M, Master, proclaimed the majesty of his beauty to frighten and terrify all the spirits of the destroying angels and the spirits of the bastards, the demons, Lilith, the howlers, and the yelpers. What is he getting at here? Sounds to me, he's bringing up the idea that God is using him as a weapon to terrify the sinful, namely sinful spirits, evil spirits, who are against God. And here he is saying one of the reasons God is just taking over, one of the reasons he would take over anybody with a, a spirit that he places in, a mouth full of praise, lips that speak righteousness, etc., etc., and so forth, one of the reasons he would do this is to use that individual as a cudgel against evil spirits. You are a tool here for God. That's maybe the closest thing you're going to get to wisdom from this guy just bragging about how cool he is. 
And all right, let's go ahead and finish up with the last document in the Wisdom Literature Corpus, unfortunately entitled The Beatitudes. Let's go through this pretty quickly here. Blessed is dot 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 with a pure heart, and does not slander with his tongue. Blessed are those who hold to her, wisdom's, precepts, and do not hold to the ways of iniquity. Blessed are those who rejoice in her, and do not burst forth in ways of folly. Blessed are those who seek her with pure hands, and do not pursue her with a treacherous heart. Blessed is the man who has attained wisdom, and walks in the law of the Most High. He directs his heart towards her ways, and restrains himself by her corrections, and always takes delight in her chastisements. He does not forsake her when he sees distress, nor abandon her in time of strain. He will not forget her on the day of fear, and will not despise her when his soul is afflicted. For always he will meditate on her, and in his distress he will consider her. He will place her before his eyes, so as not to walk in the ways of folly. Next fragment. Do not forsake your inheritance to the nations, nor your portion to strangers. For the wise, dot, 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 will instruct with sweetness. Those who fear God observe her, wisdoms, ways, and walk in all her precepts, and do not reject her corrections. The intelligent will bring out, dot, 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 and all those who walk in perfection will turn aside in justice. But they will not reject her admonitions and will carry her, dot, dot, dot. The sensible will recognize her ways and meditate on her depths, who look. Those who love God will withdraw to it. Wisdom. Next fragment. Your feet will walk in an open place, and you will advance on the high ground of your enemy. You will love God with all your heart and with all your soul, and he will deliver you from all evil. Terror will not come upon you, dot, dot, dot. He will make you inherit. He will fill your days with good, and you will walk in great peace. You will inherit glory, and you will end up in the eternal resting place, dot, dot, dot. And all who know you will walk together following your teaching, and will mourn together, and will remember you in your ways. For you were good. And now listen to me, O man of understanding, and let your mind be attentive to the utterances of my lips. Allow knowledge to enter your heart. Express your utterances with just humility, and give not dot dot dot. Do not turn against the words of your friend, so that he will not dot 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 to you. Answer, as is proper to him who listens to you, beware, dot dot dot. Do not pour out your thoughts before you have heard their words, dot dot dot, greatly. First, listen to their utterance, and afterwards answer, dot, dot, dot. With long suffering, express them and answer correctly among princes, with your lips and a stumbling block of the tongue. Beware greatly, dot, 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 lest you are caught by your lips, as well as ensnared by your tongue, dot, 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 unseemly words, dot, 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 from me and were twisted. Okay. Now, that sounds pretty normal. It's like somebody who's trying to talk about wisdom and pointing somebody to the stuff Solomon said. The unfortunate thing is, um, when it comes to what that looks like, given the community rule that we read at basically the very beginning of this series, the practical way that that is expressed in Qumran, following quote-unquote wisdom and listening to these princes, they're called, doesn't really look like biblical wisdom. Most everything in this corpus of wisdom literature isn't wisdom anyway, so I'm not very surprised. Kind of a downer. But next week we get to get into their Bible interpretation after I upload the bonus stuff. And that one is going to be, um, as we get into their Bible interpretation, just prepare to be mad. Take deep breaths before you listen, please. <laughs> amen and amen.